Mission statements and vision statements are the topic of our discussion on today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Hello and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number 13. My name is Ryan Black. And my name is Levi Hunsaker. And welcome out. Today we've got a great topic to cover, but first off, Levi, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. We've just got through some windstorms here and uh, power's back on. So, hey, we're doing our podcast today. Awesome. Yeah, it's been a little sketchy lately with the windstorms. We saw on the news that there's over 110,000 people in Utah right now that don't have power. So, yeah, we are grateful. We had, we had almost 100 mile an hour winds. That's hurricane force winds. Kind of crazy. Well, here we are. That's what matters. So, good, good <laughs> to be alive. here. Everybody's alive. Everybody's happy. So happy and healthy. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, the, the topic of our discussion today is, as we mentioned, talking about mission statements and vision statements. I think that, you know, that's probably something that a lot of people, when they're thinking about either starting a business or even when they go to work for a company, right, they hear about it's like, okay, you know, the, when they go through the new employee orientation or whatever, it's, this is our, you know, our company vision, our company values, our mission and all that. Um, but I think most people or a lot of people don't really understand the difference between the two and what their purposes are. So that's uh, kind of what we wanted to dive into today because it's important as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, to be able to understand what they are to obviously create one for your own business and then ensure that you are aligned with what your mission and what your vision are. So let's... Uh, there's, I guess, first we should probably define that, right? Mission statement, the difference between a mission statement and a vision statement. The mission statement is really what it's what drives your company and defines the core of, of who you are, what you do, who you serve, and how you serve them. So it's kind of a blueprint for if, if somebody were to say, well, what do you do, right? That's, that's your mission statement. So... Um, and you may be surprised what some companies, and we're actually in a few minutes, we're going to go through some uh, well-known companies that you, you're familiar with, what their mission statements and vision statements are. It might be surprising, but, but that's really what it is, is your mission statement is, yeah, the core of who you are, what you do, who you serve, and um, how you do it. That's, it's kind of more mechanical, mechanical in nature, the, uh, the mission statement, whereas the vision the vision statement is, I hate to say ethereal, but it is. It's a little more um, futuristic or optimistic of this is what we want to become or this is, this is the goal that we're headed towards. The vision statement really gives your company direction, direction of where it is that you're wanting to head and your long-term goals. What are your hopes and dreams with your organization? What, are, you know, what is the, pr the problem that you're looking to solve to influence the world for the greater good? What influence do you want to create? What, who and what are you aspiring to change with your organization moving forward? So does that make sense? Like the difference between mechanical versus more visionary? I mean, well, yeah, vision. the, the way that I like to look at it is in every organization, even if that's an organization of one, there's got to be a visionary and then there's got to be somebody who puts it into practice. And that's yeah. the way that I really like to look at these is a vision statement is really what is that long-term growth? What is your, what are you trying to create? What and why 
you know, getting back, we, we talk about this a lot is what is your why? Well, that vision actually helps put that why into perspective on a long-term growth path. And the mission is how am I going to accomplish that today? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's, and I love that visionary and it's true, right? A lot of times when you look at companies, the visionary is not the person who should be doing, who should be running the business, <laughs> the vision. And sometimes there are, I mean, there've been exceptions like Steve Jobs is a good exception of that, right? He was very visionary, but he was also the CEO for many years of Apple. But typically, you know, a lot of times who the person who's the visionary is not the one who's also going to be running the mission of the company. They're kind of two separate things. The vision vision is looking to the future, looking forward, and the long-term play, not so concerned about the day-to-day minutia of what's involved to uh, to get there. Yeah. Um, a, a great book that I read on that is called Traction. Um, I can't remember the author right now, but we will drop a, a link to that in this episode. But it actually goes into this, the difference between um, a visionary and somebody that puts it into practice and really why it's important to have a separation between those two roles, even if right now you have to be both of those in your company. Yeah, and there's, no, there's nothing wrong with, with wearing multiple hats. So that's part of, part of the growth curve in making a business, right? There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But it, it is important. Why do you think, Levi, that it's, it's so crucial for somebody who either is just getting started with a brand new business, you know, they've had an idea that's been percolating for a while and they're finally pulling the trigger and getting it going. Why do you think it's so important for somebody who's in that position or even somebody who already has an existing small business and they're simply saying, okay, I feel like I'm kind of floundering a little bit. I need more direction. I need to get moving forward. Why do you think that, that having a clear mission and vision statement are so essential for somebody who's in that position? So a lot of it is the mission statement comes down to what does your business do? Why are, who are you helping and how are you going to do that? And really that gives you the day-to-day practices and ways to implement and, and run your business on a daily basis where the person that, that has the vision, they really have to look ahead. They're not looking at today. They're looking at tomorrow. And, and both are important because when your growth in, of a growth mindset Tomorrow is probably the most important thing, but somebody's got to be there to make today happen. <laughs> right, because if today doesn't go well, there ain't going to be tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're not going to be around. And uh, yeah, and it really is. It The cool thing is about vision statements is it also invites innovation, right? It also, because a lot of times when you look at, and it's neat to, to study you know, large companies and how they've evolved over the years, a lot of times we have these big organizations where they are currently or the sector that they're in currently is not where they started. They've actually shifted because, you know, they had some type of a vision of what they wanted to accomplish, but their mission actually changed as they worked to get closer towards their vision because the innovation and the you can call it thinking outside of the box or whatever um, that occurred actually was able to kind of catapult those companies into different directions and, now they are where they're at. So one one of the most well-known companies, actually, how, how did Amazon get its start? When you think of Amazon today, what do they do today and how did they get their start? Well, what they do today is just about everything. They sell products. They're an online marketplace. But where they got their start was in books. They were an online yeah. bookstore. 
but they have they found a place that worked where they could start and then grew that towards the vision. And we're going to actually look at one of those or look at Amazon among other businesses here in just a minute. But one of the things as you're looking at the business and your mission and vision statements is your company is going to have a mission and vision statement. But each and every person and each role can also have a mission and vision statement within that organization. And so one of the things that I love is to really break it down. You, you created a business, you're creating something and you're invested in that. Now, as you bring other people on into your organization, how do you get buy-in and get investment from your other employees or your other partnership, uh, partners in the partnership, right? One of the things is to let them write their own mission and vision statements, starting from the company's mission and vision statement so that they have buy-in and they're going to tell you how they think they can accomplish that in their role. So really break it down. And you can even do this in your family, right? Is what is your family's mission and vision statement? What is each one of your roles? You know, spouse, parents, children, how do they fit into that? And how do they really help to accomplish that mission and mission and vision? And when they are the ones that came up with it, now they're invested and they feel like they have an impact as well. And you can basically take that and that goes into your employee reviews. Uh, you can work on a success path, a growth path with each individual and, and really inspect that for yourself as well. Thank you for, sh for what you just shared, Levi. I don't know if you saw me making notes here. I actually <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have some notes. I got some takeaways from what you just said. <laughs> Light bulbs turned on in my head of, oops. <laughs> so thanks. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, I, th I think, well, should we dive into um, to, to looking at some examples of, of different and kind of breaking down some well-known companies? Because they, you know, these big companies, they spend a lot of money <laughs> to define their <laughs> mission and vision statements. It's not something that, you know, they come up with in five minutes. And so, uh, well, I guess, this, you know, we are talking about Amazon. Let's start with them, right? Amazon, their mission statement is the following. We strive to offer our customers the lowest possible prices, the best available selection, and the utmost convenience. So I think that, I mean, that's pretty clear, right? You could go to their website and in a matter of what, sometimes 10 or 15 seconds, you can, you know, find what you're looking for. Very convenient, great price, typically cheaper than a local brick and mortar store. And, uh, you know, one click checkout, you're done. And you've got it. Yeah, it'll be there on your, you know, either tomorrow morning or in two days, it'll be delivered to your house. Their vision statement for Amazon is to be Earth's most customer centric company where customers can find and discover anything they might want to buy online. So, <laughs> so it's interesting. That, that's that's a big change from an online bookstore. Yeah. Right? That's that's where they got their start. And it has grown into one of the largest companies in the United States, if not the world. Yeah. Well, large, largest online retailer in the U.S. And, uh, you know, created... Is Jeff Bezos the richest man in America? I think so. Uh, if he wasn't, if he's not now, he was at one point. Yeah, he's. It's, it's, it's hard always to track changing. <laughs> yeah, the air's volleying depending on stock prices, but but yeah, he's he's up there, and uh, and so yeah, it's, it's very interesting. 
the customer-centric company where customers can find and discover anything they might want to buy online. And so that gives you clear... (laughs) And maybe even some things you didn't even know existed (laughs) online, right? (laughs) Right. But uh, very interesting to see how that has driven. And, And the cool thing is, is by understanding what their company vision is, we know what Amazon is going to continue to do in the future, right? Because that defines the future trajectory of the company. So if you're wondering, okay, what, what direction are they heading? Well, simply look at their vision. They're already accomplishing their mission. That's already, you know, you can check that off. But their vision of truly making everything, anything that you want available on their website, well, time will tell, but I, I'm confident that they're going to make that happen. Well, and, and to that end, does that mean their vision, their vision can't change? I mean, over no. time, that vision can change. Once, once you reach that goal, that doesn't mean that, ta-da, you're done, you've arrived, right? You mm-hmm. want to take a look at that and say, okay, what's next? I, I reached a goal. Now we're going to take that vision the next step, take it further, level up. Yeah. What's one of, uh, what's one of yours that you'd like to share, Levi? So one of the hottest topics right now is Tesla. Whether you love it or whether you hate it, it's a hot <laughs> topic. And, you know, we'll just throw it out there, Cybertruck, for example. Yep. This is a Elon Musk. This is a guy that he doesn't really care what other people think. He knows what he wants. And you know what? Maybe he's doing it for attention. But people are talking about his company and something is working. So when we look at that, that Tesla company, the mission is to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy. I think they're on their way. They're not there yet. But let's take it and contrast it with the vision. So that's the mission today, and they're working on it. Mm-hmm. The vision is to create the most compelling car company of the 21st century by driving the world's transition to electric vehicles. Now, that's pretty cool. You're talking about sustainable energy, and they do some other things, and there are even even some other spinoffs that Tesla has going to accomplish sustainable energy. So if we take a look at vision, to create the most compelling car company of the 21st century by driving the world's transition to electric vehicles. Now, if you contrast that, everything that Tesla is doing, creating sustainable energy, is driving towards its ability to transition completely to electric vehicles. And they are driving that. And and you see that in things that they're doing every single day, right? They encourage competition. They want to see more electric car makers. They don't want to see their technology or their their IP stolen, but they want to see competitors. And so you see that. You see that in their solar products. You see that in their um, technology. They're driving the battery market. All of these things that they want to see in other car manufacturers as well because they want to see renewable, sustainable energy in vehicles. Well, it's interesting. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're, both, we're both car guys. But you look at, uh, you know, prior to Tesla, what, uh, I mean, you had basically like the Prius and then a couple so of old just school weird, examples like the EV1. Yeah, but it just, I mean, just kind of janky electric cars or hybrids that, you know, weren't very popular. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. They were they not. They weren't considered cool and they weren't considered popular. But after, you know, the, the kind of the revolution, the EV revolution that Tesla has created in making it cool, 
Now you've got, I mean, Porsche has electric vehicles. You've got the new, you know, Ford Mustang SUV that's electric. You've got, I mean, I've, and I've seen articles of other, of many electric different exotic, Lambo. Yeah, yeah, electric Lambo <laughs> that that's supposedly in development. I mean, there's there's all these high-end car makers that are wanting to shift and create electric. I mean, BMW, you know, they've got uh, they've got some great hybrids as well. It's just all of these different, yeah. All these car makers are all jumping on the bandwagon because they paved the way. So I would say absolutely Tesla has, uh, whether you love them or whether you hate them, they have made a huge impact in the industry and they absolutely are achieving their vision and are working towards their vision and achieving their mission statement. I would like to talk about, I don't know, we're about the same age, Levi, but I, I know a lot of our listeners are probably, well, we've got of all ages, right? Older and, and younger. But if we go back in time, I remember when I was in school, whenever we would have a report or a, you know, some type of assignment, a research assignment, in order to find out information, I basically had two options. Option one was going to the library, go to the public library, and then look through the card catalog or you know, talk to a librarian to try to figure out where I could find something. And then going, do you remember the card catalogs where you pull out like the super long drawers and they had the little like three by five cards. You have to like Dewey decimal system, baby. Yeah, exactly. The Dewey decimal system <laughs> looking through all of the little things until you find one. And then it was like some random. Yeah, it was like eight digit thing. And you had to find you'd get lost in the library. Anyways, you finally find a book. Then hopefully that book had the right information that would uh, you know correspond to what it was you were trying to put do your report on. Um, yeah, so that was fun. That was kind of the first option. The second option was. Uh, we actually had a set of encyclopedias. Uh, my 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 folks had bought like it was an encyclopedia. I can't remember which version, if it was Britannica or what, but of physical encyclopedias that took up like the whole wall. And so we'd pull out, you know, the encyclopedia and try to and hopefully see if the encyclopedia had something that uh, you know was related to the topic that I had to do the report on. Because of that, or because of the, well, there was a lot of innovations, obviously in the in the late nineties. And one of the big, um, the big things that came out was, of course, the company Google, right? And you look at what they did, and there's been a lot of innovation with, with what they've done, of course. I mean, Alpha, Alphabet, which is the parent company, is you know, it's massive. But with Google, their mission is, is very clear, to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. And I would say that comparing to, and it wasn't that long ago, that that was really the only way that you could find out information on any topic was going to a library or looking at an encyclopedia or an atlas or something. I mean, it was it's crazy. People who didn't, haven't experienced that, it's like, oh, well, just the internet. Well, <laughs> it didn't always exist. It's, it's really not that old either. So I would say absolutely Google has accomplished their mission to, to, to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. And their vision is very similar, but even simpler, which is to provide access to the world's information in one click. And um, I mean, that's obviously Google has branched out. They've got other you know, areas that they focus on and other, you know, other profit centers and things that they've created. But their core, you know, what their initial core business has been is simply data gathering. I mean, that's what they are. They collect data, even if you're talking about Gmail or you know, any of the other that you consider are big, big arms of the company. 
They're just collecting data. They're collecting information and making it available either to you or to advertisers <laughs> or to, <laughs> right? The people to, but that, that's what they do. And um, so I think that's, they're a great example. Such a huge, giant corporation. Simple, simple mission. Simple, simple vision. And I think that that is important. Some companies, their mission statements are really long and, and complex. I'm a fan of KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> I think that I, I love the examples of these companies that really keep their mission and vision just clean and clear and simple. Easy to remember, easy to understand, and easy to get other people on board. You know, like you said, when they're getting started, they become part of the team so that they can uh, they can adopt adopt the uh, the vision and mission and, and hit the ground running. Yeah, I, there's a couple things in there. You, you talk about the the innovation and the growth in such a rapid sense. You know, one of my favorite memes from Homer Simpson of all people is, uh, "Ooh, they have the internet on computers now." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, you mentioned in there there are so many uh, so many things that Google has branched out to and its parent company Alphabet that are other profit centers. But even though they're profit centers, they take those funds and funnel them into their mission and their vision. And so yeah. sometimes you've got to find another way to make money while you grow. And, and there's that, nothing there's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. but it's but it's all about having the end goal in mind and realizing that those other profit centers are a means to an end. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's really important because a lot of times budding entrepreneurs they get in, they're in love with their idea. They're in love with, you know, the concept or the product or, or the service, whatever it is that they're offering. And they're in love with that. And it's their baby. And so when other opportunities arise or potentially what would make sense to have some type of a shift or a pivot in their business model in order to truly reach that vision more quickly uh, or, or more effectively, they don't because they're so focused just on their baby. And that's another reason why this is so valuable if in defining your mission, defining your vision, that'll help you keep your eye on the prize. So that if even if you are, you know, just in love with what you've created, it can help you kind of check yourself and say, you know what, I need to pivot because this other opportunity will still help me accomplish my goal, just do it much, much quicker. Yeah, if you've seen the movie, What About Bob? You know, one of the things that uh, his therapist tells him, and it's it's actually the the theme through the entire movie is baby steps. Spoiler alert: baby steps. But baby steps, baby steps, baby steps is what is the next step? Well, you don't know what the next step is until you have your vision. Until you know where you're going, you can't even take a step. So these are incredibly important. And when it comes down to kiss, this next one is going to be. Super, super simple. Two words for you. Belong anywhere. Now, this mission statement is from Airbnb. Belong anywhere. Do you think they're accomplishing that? They create a platform with the, the sharing economy that allows people to belong anywhere, to be able to go anywhere at an affordable price. And, you know, some hotel chains really hate that but they're actually starting to follow this business model too, right? So they're they're getting it. And the vision of Airbnb is tapping into the universal human 
learn, yearning to belong, the desire to feel welcomed, respected, and appreciated for who you are, no matter where you might be. Now, that's a pretty incredible vision, especially in, in the world where we're at right now, is to be able to belong anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, I have an anecdotal story to share about <laughs> Airbnb, actually. So I've, I don't know how much you've used them, Levi, as you've been traveling, but uh, we typically use Airbnb or another service. But uh, last year, actually, on one of our trips when we were in uh, France, we had booked all of our all of our lodgings through Airbnb, and it was in a bunch, several different cities, you know, Paris and down to the southern coast and Monaco and all that. It was it was great. So we had a bunch of different places because we'd like to travel and explore, you know, on our trips. And um, at one point, now I don't I don't speak French, and uh, so sometimes that can be a little challenging, <laughs> right? If you're in another country and the host doesn't really speak your native tongue, but um, we were able to to figure things out using the translator. But uh, the, the story was, is we had been, so we'd actually driven from, because uh, we like to explore and experience everything. So rather than taking the high-speed rail from Paris down to the, to the uh, French Riviera, we actually drove. And so we had a, an SUV and had, was there with my family. We piled everybody in the car and it was like an eight-hour drive. So it was, it was a bit of a drive from Paris down to the coast. And uh, we got there and obviously we were tired. It had been uh, stormy. It was raining um, the kids were, were tired and, um, and I kept contacting the, uh, the host and they simply weren't responding. And, uh, I mean, I, they weren't responding. Hey, I need the keys. I need to be let in. Got, you know, we've been in the car all day. We're tired. And anyways, I couldn't get a hold of them. I couldn't get to the host, the host. And there was the host and the co-host. I tried, tried, tried. And finally, um, there was an option there on the app, you know, need help, contact, Airbnb 24/7 anywhere in the world. So I called them. <laughs> I called Airbnb customer service and so this was um I mean it was it was in the evening in France so I don't remember what time it was in the US but anyways got on the line and I can tell you from my experience this the the mission of belonging anywhere and the, the desire to feel welcomed, respected and appreciated no matter where you might be absolutely was was our experience the customer service lady um you know she said look you know what are you, are you guys okay you know because there was a big was a huge storm going on i said yeah I mean, we've got the car we're, we're fine um she said well you're probably hungry go get some food send us the the receipt we'll reimburse you for the dinner um and then she said you know let let us reach out and they they were able to reach out through some things that they had to the hosts and able to get in contact. It was a, in the end, it was just a miscommunication between the hosts. They, uh, it's just a miscommunication. We were able to get in and get settled, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they, they offered to, to put us up somewhere else. They offered to pay for our dinner. Um, and then after we got back home, they mailed us a, a gift package, a gift box to our home to say, we're sorry for the inconvenience. So they really went above and beyond and um, I don't know why I'm sharing this story. It's just an Anna. I just when when you talked about Airbnb's mission and vision, it hit home for me because it's like, yeah, I've and that's the only time I've ever had an issue with a place where we've stayed and we've stayed all over the world in different uh, you know short term rentals through Airbnb. And but when when it really mattered there, it was very, very clear that they do abide by their mission and by their vision. So 
I actually love that you shared that story. You're kind of sitting here thinking, well, why did I just share that? (laughs) Well, to me, that was the feeling of their vision. That was the feeling of their mission. And when you can connect to feeling and emotion of another human being with what your service is, that's when the real power comes in. So what Ryan just shared was the feeling of being well, being welcomed and belonging and being taken care of. And that really comes down to having that effective mission and vision statement. And I'm going to go back to this again, because what I shared earlier about um, having the employees really get buy-in into that mission and vision, that empowers them to be able to make that really impactful in the work they do every day, right? They, they get, they're empowered to share that vision and share that mission and make decisions to serve the customers of the company in that way that creates that impact in people's lives. And Ryan, even today, let's see, what was that? That was almost a year ago you were in France. It was, it was a year ago this month. Yeah. So a year ago today, you're still remembering that feeling just like it happened yesterday because the employee was empowered with that mission mission and with that vision to carry that experience to you and your family. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously I, I, I don't, I've never, I never met the lady who was on the phone. I'll never, probably never meet her. But from the other side of the world, when I'm in the mid, you know, it was nearing the middle of the night in a foreign country. I don't speak the language. There's a, a massive storm going on. I, you know, got my little kids with me, my wife and my family. And I mean, this, I remember she, when we were working through and she was trying to f- figure everything out, she would call me every 15 minutes. She's like, I'm going to call you back in 15 minutes and make sure that you and the kids are okay. And I mean, we travel a lot, so we're, we're pretty seasoned travelers, but it was that constant. And then by the time we got, once we were able to check in, she called us, okay, are you checked in? Is everything okay? Is everything up to your liking? Do you want us to, we will, you know, complimentary, we will book you another, another uh, property nearby and we'll get you there if you want to change. And at that point we're like, no, this is great. <laughs> we just want to sleep. We're tired. <laughs> but it was that the going above and beyond, it was very, very clear to me exactly what you said, Levi, that she understood. I mean, obviously she was, she was doing her job, but you can tell the difference between people that are just doing their job and people who truly have bought into, have been enrolled in the idea of a higher purpose and a higher vision and mission of the company. And, um, so it was a it was a great experience. Yeah, to to me it's all about that buy-in and can you give them the ability to without checking with anybody else to create the experience that you want and and even yourself, right? Are you clear on that vision and that mission? And so really as you're going through this, I would encourage you guys to really take some deep introspection on what your mission Ooh, I can't even talk today. So um, what your mission is and what your vision <laughs> is. And if you will just take those and put pen to paper, you know, whether that's by hand or digitally, really get clear on that mission and that vision. And once you're clear on that, you will see a shift in your business because you can carry that to your customers, to your team, to your employees, and really make that happen and get other people's buy-in that they will actually start to recognize that that's your mission and that's your vision as well. Amen, brother. Great, great conversation today, man. 
It got all touchy-feely on us. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> no, this is great. Thank you. Thanks, Levi. This, is, this has been a great conversation, and I hope it's been beneficial for you guys as well. And uh, so we thank you for joining us on today's episode. Next week, we're actually going to be talking about five entrepreneurial mindset traits for success. You know we love ourselves some mindset, and these are some really clear, easy-to-implement mindset traits that, uh, well, if you want to be successful, you're going to want to make sure that you have those going in your business and in your life. So we look forward to joining with you on that next week. In the meantime, remember, we've got our Facebook group. Feel free to connect with that. And we've got all the links for the Facebook group and all the different platforms where you can subscribe to our podcast, either the audio or the video version. And that's all available at championhustle.com. Once again, Levi, thank you much. It's been fun. Thanks, Ryan. It was a great day. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Take care. We'll see you soon. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com. Mm-hmm.